Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy, my co-host Steve Walsh. Hello. This week we're covering the New Cross and Deptford Free Film Festival. As you will remember, we screened Once a Jolly Swagman uh, towards the end of the festival at number 178. I've also been visiting various screenings, 40 films across 23 venues over nine days. Uh, we've got a load of interviews coming up. The jewel in the crown of the festival and of indeed this episode, Ken Loach, the uh, great British film director. Before we get started, quick announcement that we've got some new t-shirts out. So if you go to southlandhardcore.com, click the t-shirt link there, or just go straight to southlandhardcore.spreadshirt.co.uk. Um, we've got a load of new t-shirts, and if you order by the 8th of May, uh, use the code MAY14 you can get £5 off when you spend £30. So when you buy two t-shirts, get five off and combine it with other spread shirts if you only want one South London Hardcore t-shirt. We're on Twitter, at SLHC, same on Instagram, and facebook.com slash South London Hardcore. On the Wednesday at New Cross Learning, which is the old library on New Cross Road, they showed The Spirit of 45, Ken Loach's documentary from last year. And they managed to snag Ken Loach at the last minute and uh, he did uh, Q&A. So Ken Loach, busy man, had to go and really wanted to interview him, but didn't seem to have the chance. So I waited outside for him, and as he exited, I noticed someone was asking him where you go, and he said he was on his way to New Cross Station, and they were like, do you know how to get there? So I jumped in, took the opportunity, and said, Ken, I'll, sh- I'll walk you there if you answer some questions on the way. So that's why you can hear the pair of us panting all the way. <laughs> so the film is about um, the 1945 to 1951 Labour government. Yeah. Um, the greatest government we've ever had, the most important? Um, well, I think it achieved the most. It was the high watermark of what the Labour Party can do and did do. Uh, I mean, it established the health service. It took the utilities like electricity, gas, water into public ownership. Um, it's um, established a transport system that we owned, um, the coal mines that we, uh, we owned, um, steel. Uh, so it was, it was a great reforming government, and it, it, it's uh, because people felt uh, very... After the war, they felt they'd won the war together and they could win the peace. And um, it was based on a sense of all sharing, sharing what we had. Uh, unfortunately, um, that Labour government made a lot of mistakes as well, and... Um, it fell apart over the next 30 or so years until Thatcher finally destroyed it. Well, to what degree do you think Thatcher and now Cameron as well uh, have undone what was done in uh, 1945 to 51? Um, well, they, they've undone almost all of it, and Labour, the Labour leadership has, uh, has uh, conspired with them, or not conspired, but has, has joined in the privatisations. Um, I mean, they won't even take back the Royal Mail into public ownership. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's this system which is giving rise to the mass unemployment and the zero-hours contracts and the, all the things that we know that are going wrong with um, the health service and education and so on. Um, it's the idea that private capital can, uh, can, is the answer to everything and that you just abandon the idea of um, the public good which is something that I think, you know, the 1945 generation believed in. Um, if we have a bit of a South London focus, uh, the Festival of, Festival of Britain is touched on in the film. Do you, yeah. do you think that ranks among their achievements? Well, uh, was it, what's your view on it? Um, 
I mean, the Festival of Britain came right at the end of um, the 45 government in 1951. I, it was one of my first trips to London was to see it. And um, so it... Uh, but it was... In itself, it was just a... Just a... Just an exhibition on the South Bank. But the... Um, and it came right at the end of the government. So in, in the end, it, I mean, it wasn't a great achievement in itself. No, but it, it was quickly a, dismantled, wasn't yes, it, it was, Churchill? It was, yes, and it was just a symbol of of what we could do together. What was that like then as a child? It must have been incredible, just going by the black and white photos I've seen. Um, what, the Festival of Britain? Yeah. Um, well, it was good fun. I remember the Skylon. We, we had a school party. Um, I think I was 15 at the time. We, we, had, a, we had a school trip. And um, I think we were more interested in getting up to mischief and looking at what was there. What, but, uh, what the Empire could produce. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, but it was, it, was a, it was a bit of fun for a day, really. Um, but it stood out in nobody's memory because, you know, they'd been tough years. Both the war and the post-war were tough years. In the context of uh, the current economic situation, uh, showing that this film, and in the context of the film, at a free film festival in a working-class area, it's uh, perfect, isn't it, really? Yeah, well... And in a venue where uh, there is a library that has been sort of squeezed by cuts and run by volunteers. Yeah, um, the people of 1945 would be horrified to learn that uh, the public library had been uh, was only was only kept open by volunteers and not, not wasn't didn't run out of our general taxes. But uh, I think the overriding principle is that that we've got an economic system which which um, which actually cannot fulfil our basic needs it can't fulfill a job for everyone a secure job it won't provide a home it won't provide security in old age or reliable care when you're ill um it just isn't doing that and uh, the big the big multinational companies become more and more the controllers of our society and um until we tackle that that was a failure of the labor government they didn't tackle that they they, they simply tried to sort things out around the edge. One of the highlights for me there, Steve, of our time doing stuff on Harcourt, being able to interview Ken Loach, who's made Kez and the wind that shakes the barley. Raining stones. Raining stones is brilliant. Riff well, isn't it? Yeah. The Navigators. That's that good. The spirit my my favourite film about railway privatisation. <laughs> Everyone's got one. <laughs> uh, the Spirit of 45 is also brilliant. It's available on DVD. If you want to get anything on DVD, any of these films, if you go to southlandhardcore.com and click the Amazon link, every time you shop on Amazon, you will help support the show. We'll get a little kickback of advertising revenue, so please continue to do that. Our screening, Steve, wants a jolly swagman. Do you want to start with the negatives? Uh, no, it was only one negative. It wasn't a big negative. It felt like a big negative at the time. I was... Yeah, the film didn't finish. So it was a 100-minute <laughs> film when we saw 99 of them. Unfortunately, 99 and a half. I mean, it was yeah. so close to finishing. I was willing it over the line. I think we all were, weren't we? When it's yeah. like jamming up towards the end and he's on that motorbike. I was like, just let her wave at him and it'll be fine. <laughs> Luckily, Andrew was on hand to just give a short summary of how it ended. But, you know, people had a great time. Yeah, brilliant turnout, lovely venue. Uh, the film went down the street as well. You know, a lot of people got a kick out of recognising the New Cross setting and trying to, you know, some great murmurs as the film started and you get a shot of the speedway track and people trying to work out where it was in conjunction to what's there now. So, yeah, it was, um, you know, as I say, just disappointing that we didn't manage to finish it off. 
We spoke about it once a Jolly Swagman on episode 29 where we covered a load of South London sport films. So if you want to hear more about the film, uh, go to iTunes or click on the episode guide on southlandhardcore.com. We wondered about the festival with the microphone and we spoke to various people. So we've got Andrew Clark, one of the organisers of the New Cross and Deptford Free Film Festival with us now. Andrew, do you want to tell us how the festival got started? OK, there was the Peckham and Nunhead Free Film Festival um, and they were doing something in Nunhead Cemetery, which is just around the corner from us. Uh, we run a film club called Cinesopia. They got in contact with us and said, do you fancy doing something in uh, New Cross and Deptford? And we said, yes, why not? And that's how it started, really. Third year now? Third year, yeah. Bigger yeah. every year? Bigger every year, yes. We've gone from, like, uh, I think we had 20 events in the first year, 24 events in the second year, and now we've got an amazing, what is it, 35 events? Yeah, incredible. Any highlights from this year's festival? Well, yesterday, I must say, <laughs> yeah, I was up at the uh, Telegraph Hill Upper Park, 700 people up there. It was a bit like Glastonbury, with a sing-along. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, so there are too many highlights to mention, actually. I mean, I think both the open-air things, we had Attack the Block in Fordham Park. We had, uh, overall, we had four outdoor events, uh, bike-powered as well. So all of those things have been fantastic. But also things like uh, showing The Hustler in Shades Paul Hall with the sort of background noise of the click of the balls as you're watching the film. I mean, amazing. I think one of the things we like to do in the festival is... Um, match uh, the venue to the film so something like The Hustler in a pool hall is just marriage made in heaven we're outside the Montego Arms now where we had the final event of the festival yeah. we're having a little uh, chill yeah. out drink now uh, yeah, what was the nice. event tonight? Uh, the event tonight was um, uh, actually a world premiere of a film called The Owl and the Pussycat which was actually made by somebody who was involved with the festival last year uh, a half hour film about um uh, CCTV and the Surveillance Society, but done in stop frame, uh, sort of single shots. Really interesting to watch. Um, and uh, in the newly reopened Montague Arms, which is of course a New Cross uh, legend, so it's really nice to see the Montague Arms open, and really great to have our final event here as well. Yeah. So you say the screening tonight was someone who's involved in the festival last year. Was it inspired by the involvement in the festival last year, making this film that was shown tonight? Uh, I think, I mean, he, he, uh, the person who made the film tonight was already involved in making stuff. Um, but I think what's really good about the festival is it allows the opportunity for people to uh, put stuff out there, which they, have, which they maybe have been working on or maybe they've had an idea for something but they didn't have any sort of outlet for it. And I think the good thing about this festival is that we've got lots of people who... We've, we've really tapped into the talent of the area and... Um, uh, a lot of people who are who are thinking of making films or have a film they've made but don't know where to show it, we give them the opportunity to do that. And I think speaking to people throughout the festival, they said that the f the festival has, has allowed them to to put their their work out there and also to make contact with other people and to make connections that that really will benefit them in the future. So that's really good as well. Well, it's been great for us just sort of ticking off loads of places in Newcastle I'd never been to before, like the Sanford Co-op, the Hill Station, places that you hear about, but well, exactly, you yeah. don't necessarily have a reason to go there. But, Absolutely. You know, this gives people a reason to go there. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like the sort of open house thing as well, where you go to places that you've never seen before. You, you go past on the bus and you're like, I wonder what it's like inside. Exactly. We had 23 venues this year, 23, I mean, I think half of them were new venues we never used before. 
things like the, the square outside the Albany and Shades Pool Hall, you know, just using spaces that nobody would think of putting a film into. So, uh, yeah, it's really good opening up those spaces and, you know, generating interest in the, in the area, really. So if you want to find out more about the festival, there's uh, the Free Film Festival's website, which is www.freefilmfestivals.org. Twitter, NXD, FFF. Hi, my name's Lucy Smee. Uh, I'm a film archivist by day, and I organise the monthly Bechdel Test Film Club in Newcross. And on Saturday, I screened But I'm a Cheerleader, a uh, fun 90s satirical rom-com uh, that passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> was it a good turnout? It was amazing. It was my best ever turnout. Uh, I part, yeah, of course, thanks to the New Cross and Deptford uh, Free Film Festival, we had 55 people and the room only has a capacity of 40, so people were sitting in, on the floor, in the aisles. It was brilliant. For people who aren't aware, do you want to give them a quick summary of what the Bechdel test is? Uh, yes. A film passes the test if it has two named women who talk to each other about something that isn't a man. And it isn't an indication of quality. It is a test that exists because of its negative results. Uh, my name is Andrew Bone, and I wrote and co-directed Mr London, um, which has just been screened at the Deptford Film Festival tonight. How did the screening go? Really well, yeah. A couple of te- technical uh, hic- hic- hiccups, uh, issues, but brilliant. Really, really nice people and a lovely turnout. Fantastic. Incredible turnout. I turned up at like 5 to 8 and I, I, I've seen bits of it, but I just had to give up in it because I was like right round the back. It's just like mobbed, isn't it? Yeah, completely. It's, it's really hard to kind of find a place where you can actually stand, which is, which is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to seeing Punk Undead. Uh, Joe, I've met earlier on, is the director of that film. Uh, massively looking forward to seeing it. And I've met some of the cast as well. I think it's, it's incredible. The Birds Nest pub generally as a whole is... I've driven past it lots of times, but it's a great place to come to. I'm going to come again. If people didn't make it to screen tonight, do you want to give them a little overview of what your film's about? Yeah, it's, it's a game show for dead celebrities. So it's sort of a rips the piss out of uh, things like uh, I'm a celebrity get me out of here and the X Factor and all that kind of big stuff brother big brother exactly big brother exactly and, uh, and it imagines that, that people that were born in London born in London and became famous um, have been in, encouraged from the graves to enter a competition where they can see who's the best dead person that was born in London basically that's it and the puppets uh, were made by my wife Vissy um, and it was filmed in a South London pub, the Railway Bell, with volunteer puppeteers. Literally walked into their local pub, and kind of, you know, they knew the stuff was going out the back, and uh, they came out and helped us. They volunteered completely, various states of inebriation, and we just did our best to, to, to record it with a great friend of mine who, who sort of basically was the um, co-director and cameraman, and we just did the best that we could. And it's rough around the edges, edges. It's it's ropey in places, but we hope that's part of its charm. And no spoilers, but uh, in terms of South London connections, well, uh, Charlie Chaplin turns up. Well, Char- well, basically, yeah, South London is Charlie Chaplin, of course, Warworth Road. Yep. Um, but but basically, everyone that you see in the film was born in London. Right. So um, uh, it, it's a proper London film. But Charlie Chaplin does end up kind of winning the competition. But he, yeah, he's a Warworth Road boy. Definitely. Is there anywhere else people can see it? Is it online anywhere, or have you got plans uh, to? Uh, uh, it's going to be online quite soon. Um, YouTube Hockney 100 is what you need to look up basically um, and uh, but it's in competition at the moment so you can't in a few places put it online right. but ho- YouTube 
slash Hockney 100 and you'll find it shortly. Hi, my name's Jackie Shimidzu and um, I was responsible for organising the outdoor bike-powered screening of Attack the Block on Saturday night. And we were pleased because the weather was good, because this is the third year we've done it in Fordham Park. And um, the last two years the weather hasn't been so good, so that was great. And we had about 200 people turn up, a real mixed uh, bunch from the local community, which is what we aimed aimed at and we'd flyed all the flats specifically chose this film to try and get young people in the area engaged in the festival which was uh, a demographic we seemed to be missing um so yeah it was a really nice evening lots of people came to see the film hadn't seen the film before as well which was great and we chose this film because it was filmed in south london on the haygate estate at the elephant castle and um we got some lovely feedback from the uh, people that watched it Okay, we're at the Hill Station, and we've just had the Kidotopia event, which was a screening and a quiz. Was there anything else? Screening, quiz? Um, mystery film club designed for kids. There we go. Um, so I'm going to introduce you now to, let's call you the organising committee. Um, well, my name's Beatrice. My name's Eleanor. My name's Amalia. My name's Edie. My name's Rasheen. My name's Lorcan. My name's Ethan. And um, what was the film you watched? Um, the Flight of Doves. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. You chose it as a group, is that right? You watched yes. five films yes. and then you chose that yeah, we one. Watched four films. Okay. I think. Right. Um, what was your favourite bit? Pro- what of the film? Yeah. Um, probably when they are in the cart and they're um, and then they run away from the police. I like the song. Okay. Yeah, that is good. Um, I like the part where the girl pretends to be the boy and then the boy pretends to be the girl. I like the end bit where um, Hawk's trying to kill them in the shed. I like um, it when they get back to their nanny. I like the, you don't have to be Irish to be Irish. Parade. Mine's the same as his. I was going to say, I thought everyone was going to pick a different <laughs> one. I was like, you just like all the film. Every bit of the film was good. Um, how did the quiz go? Who won? Um, um, with the, 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 the team, team fantastic and for the best team, team name, name pop, dogs. pop dogs and everyone pop dogs. else got popcorn so everyone's a winner yeah, yeah. brilliant and yeah. pop dogs um, would you like to be involved in future events like this? Yeah, yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Is this an ongoing thing at the Hill Station? Is it we, like a... We might do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, there's, but there's an adult one that's exactly the same that does it. Prob- probably yes. not as good, I imagine. <laughs> no. Sort of the same, but not as good. They're yeah. trying. And we but... may carry it on in the library. Newcastle Learning. Yeah. Brilliant. So on Friday night at the festival, we had a screening of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? at the old police station on Amersham Vale. Mm-hmm. It was hosted by Salt and Pepper Cinema. Yep. We're lucky enough to have half of that duo we've with got, us tonight. Yeah, you've got Pepper today. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, take us to tell us about the event and uh, what went on. Well, um, we kind of, what we wanted to do was screen a music film. Like, Nikki and I are both really, we love music and we love film, so we wanted to kind of bring the two elements together. So when we found out we could do a screening, we watched any and every sort of music film that was out there and um, we we kind of did a little scope of the location and it came down to Almost Famous and uh, Oh Brother Rather Oh Brother Rather, <laughs> no, no 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 I'm thinking of our other potential, the third option it was John Cusack in the record store Oh High Fidelity. High Fidelity, High Fidelity and then we were wandering around New Cross and Deptford and we saw the police station and we were like let's do it here and then it kind of pulled, came together that way 
what successful night? It was really successful. We, Oversubscribed. Um, you had to lock the doors at some we point, We did. We had to turn people away. Like, 15 minutes in, we had to... Doors opened at 7, and we we were at capacity at, like, quarter past. So, Brilliant. yeah, we raised... Broke the record from Bucket Shaking. We raised £182. I think I think Greece might have trumped you last night. Exactly. Greece, <laughs> Greece did trump Greece us. is not fair. Greece, Greece is not fair. Greece did trump us, but they had a bigger space. Also, is that gross space. on that? <laughs> Am I sensing a bit of rivalry here? How much did you guys make? Ours was all profit. Oh, really? We made 60, 60 pounds. pounds. 60 quid? Yeah. All really? Profit, so. 60 quid and you didn't show the full film? <laughs> pro rata. Pro rata. Don't, go, don't, go, don't go to all we sort and pepper cinema. This is what we learned. People can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and our name is the same. It's SNP Cinema. I'm Jackie Shimidsu and I was responsible for screening, the screening called, uh, of a short film called uh, Many Worlds. I came across this film when I was toying with the idea of doing some sort of interactive horror in my basement and, um, and came across this guy on the internet that I ended up um, emailing and he'd made this short film that involved wiring up to four members of the audience and reading their bio signals and that determined each scene, how each scene turned during the film. So the film had four endings, and depending on who was wired up at any one time, it could be any any one of those endings. And that was really strange, because um, it, it was a lot of found footage, the film. So the film itself wasn't particularly interesting. You know, it was only 15 minutes to watch, but it wasn't the best acted or anything. But what really hit home was when then Alex, Alexis... Um, then showed the multiple endings of the film on a split screen. So the screen was split into four and you could see simultaneously each ending of the film. And that was quite remarkable, actually, because then you could see how you were really determining the film. Because it's one thing when someone tells you you're determining the film, but you don't really know at what point your your biosignals have been pushing the film one way or the other when you see all the different endings and there was murder in the other three endings which was strange so the people that we chose were obviously very empathetic and didn't want the main character to be killed off so that was kind of quite uh, thought-provoking actually my name is Czepan Czepan Orłowski and I'm living in Sanford for one year and a half and that's the first time when I'm involved in the film festival Mara uh, who I'm working on it with now uh, did it last year and now we did it together I, I was working mostly on the program uh, and we um, came up with an idea of statelessness as the leading uh, theme of uh, our section at the New Cross in Deptford Free Film Festival and we thought that this is something which is uh, very much shared in Sanford, which is a housing cooperative uh, set in 70s, uh, which hosts uh, people from all over the world, mostly uh, people who are searching for uh, either you know different life uh, in terms of financial independence or just dif- searching for different values uh, which are more humane than uh, w- what is being offered by the system. So the values are uh, somehow reintroduced in Sanford as something which does not have a currency value but value between the people. So we thought that this is something what we would like to uh, investigate as people from, you know, who live here are frequently from abroad, from all over the world and 
we find that the category of nationality doesn't really work anymore and because we use the English language as a platform but we all come from somewhere we all represent some attitudes but they now we all now have to somehow unite in, in order to understand the the world which is around which is through globalization becoming uh, very recognizable for all of us and uh, all uh, inherent parts of our identities are now just a folk some sort of you know peculiarities some uh, cultural differences which are very superficial often but we of course have this area which is ours each of us and we respect that and we support that and we exchange those things uh, those ideas and values again but we uh, we just um, embody the ideas in our daily life. So we just live together, uh, we speak to each other, we help each other, we share things. And this, this festival is uh, just one of the elements of uh, this daily life, in a way. But this time, as always, but this time uh, visibly through the festival, we invite people in, people from outside, so that they can join us, uh, watch some films which we uh, picked up uh, for the festival and talk to us about it also you know so that we can share the idea of cooperative housing but somehow cooperative living as uh, you know it's becoming uh, rare uh, that people talk to each other and uh, this is about talking to each other and opening on the topics which are maybe not comfortable uh, but they should be discussed but at the same time we we, we think that uh, it's just a, a way to spend a good time together we watched uh, Catastrophe tonight. Do you want to yeah. tell us about that? Uh, yeah. So we thought uh, because the theme is statelessness, we uh, picked uh, the Enigma of Caspar Hauser as the first, first film where you encounter a feral and he's intru introduced to the society. While Katastroika is tackling the very present situation, uh, especially the last decades uh, of privatization of different public sectors in various countries around the world. And uh, Katastroika uh, challenges the concept that private sector is more, more effective than public, sec pu public sector. And it seems that uh, this is a knowledge which should be shared as uh, it's, still, uh, it's, it's still far from mainstream, as mainstream uh, well, uh, spreads the different sorts of information which are uh, sometimes just opinions and we want to share facts. I'm Nadeem Ali, and uh, I've got a website called From the Depths of the Esophagus. And yesterday I showed a documentary on VHS collecting called Adjust Your Tracking. It's um, about the subculture of people, mainly American, who still collect VHS and their love of this obsolete technology. I showed it at Cafe Crema on New Cross Road, which was uh, an experience, especially when the coffee was being made in the background. And... Uh, yeah, Ken Loach was across the road, stealing my custom, which was uh, an issue. I'm going to have to take that up with him, I think. But no, it was lots of fun. Was, I think most of the people there were not VHS collectors and were not really aware of uh, the fact that such a kind of culture existed. And I think they really enjoyed it. And what I really liked about the documentary is that it's really sincere and earnest. It's not about putting down these like weird geeks. It's about actually they've got a genuine love for something it's not about money for some it is but really it's just a cool thing to do